Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog. And this is one of our fireside chats. One of our designers and makers has joined us, and we're here to talk about his latest release. Courtney, welcome. Hi, it's good to see everybody. Yeah, uh, the room's getting a little full here as we're recording this. That's 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 very pleasant. That's very nice. Well, I'm going to include uh, a link to Courtney's initial fireside chat so you all can get a bigger background on Courtney and and and, and basically watch Courtney interview me at one point. I think that was probably the highlight that people have pointed out to me. But today. We actually have a mission. So first, before we delve into uh, our, our topic of the day, Courtney, give give our listeners a little bit of a background on what you've already published and what you already have out there for them to look at. Well, um, well thanks, uh, Tenkar. I I uh, I have been uh, a published illustrator before. I have illustrations in Petty Gods and Dark Druids, um, but this is the first time I've ever had a company you know, take a manuscript from me and put it into print uh, in the traditional way. So I guess that makes me officially both a published illustrator and author. And the latest thing that came out, the thing we're talking about here today, is The Adventure Conquer King, uh, Irie of the Dread Eye. It's a mid to high level module. I spend a lot of time on my blog talking about how the things people produce aren't good. And now I've produced something. So if if you're curious to whether uh, I can do any better than those I uh, give a hard time, Irie of the Dread Eye is going to where going to be where you want to check that out. I also want to say that I have um, uh, a lot of personal projects that I work on. They're available on Drive Through RPG, Zines, uh, Mega Dungeon, um, uh, compilations of my blog work. I uh, published a very popular well-selling book called um, on the non-player character um so yeah you guys should check all that stuff out see now, see now when you're talking about initially you're stuff I'm like well yeah you know I've, I've known for some of the stuff that i've i've had published uh, in petty gods and such but the reality is you are also uh an author it doesn't make a difference if you publish it yourself you're well your stuff is well read your blog is well read so this isn't it isn't a shock that you have uh gee a copper seller up on RPG now a little bit over a week. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's only been out for like seven days, I think. Um we, we, the PO the print on demand is coming up like in forty eight hours or something. We're waiting on the clearance for it. So it should be print on demand soon. There's also a f- fifth edition version. Um, if you play, uh, fifth edition and it's not just changing the stats sections of it were rewritten to, to match more of the style of gameplay of 5e. It's, it's, uh, it's a full conversion. It was written with 5e in mind. Um, so no matter which system you get it for, it'll be designed for what you're going to be doing at the table. Now, what, what gave you the, uh, idea to write that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, Alex didn't say, hey, I got this project for you. This is what I want you to write. I'm assuming that you came up with this. So. Yeah. You know, um, I <laughs> I really like uh, some classic D&D modules. And one of my favorite, um, the one that I think r- really contains the most surprises and sort of extemporaneous play is, is um, 
Forbidden City. Uh, I've I've always liked it. I've liked the theme, the setting, the danger level. It's it's a great adventure for mid to high level characters. And so this was designed and conceived as sort of an homage to that. It focuses on um, large. Uh, detailed cutaway and isometric maps like that I'm known for doing on my Twitch stream and on my blog. Um, and we used those as a basis and sort of developed how it fits into the RN Empire cosmology and the sort of building threat that uh, these adventure modules address. So it's fun. It was cool. Hmm. So it's actually, it's actually set in the default setting too. So it isn't just a, uh, oh, it's it's intimately tied into the Iron Empire. Um, I you know like uh, I I made sure we we spent a lot of time in conference to make sure that it matches. I mean, my initial draft was a little Gonzo. I remember him getting me a chart that was like uh, over here. Yeah. It, over I'm here is where normal adventures yeah. are, and way over here in the corner is where you are, and we need to get you down to the what, <laughs> you know, uh, and like a picture. He drew, he drew it out and everything. So like we we spent a lot of time to make sure that it ties right in with the Iron Empire and uh, the setting books, and like if you're into it, and it's a great Byzantine, you know, Bronze Age, super cool setting, um, like. Uh, it's it's definitely um, tied into the module and the structure and the people and everything else. It's cool. Damn, dude! I, mean, I can't believe anybody was able to like you know rein you in. How, how did? <laughs> money? Yeah, he's well, like, I'm not going to publish this. It was not if we don't if we don't make it fit. So. <laughs> no, I understand. I, I understand that part, but still, I give I give Alex a lot of credit because. Your grittiest creativity, from what I've read on your blog and otherwise, has always been uh, a little bit gone. All right, a lot of bit gonzo, I should. Yeah, say. yeah. My default setting was like uh, Mistara BX, and you know they have a flying gnome city. Like it's just it's I you know like my the the campaigns I ran most in second edition were Spelljammer. I, I just sort of do that uh gonzo but taken seriously you know like all that crazy stuff is going on but in the moment you take it really deadly seriously right well it's it, it's like gonzo but scientific gonzo i mean it's this is the world it isn't just like i'm throwing this in because you know we need a few uh yeah yeah demon, it's like the one-offs don't disappear workers. right you know this is it this is part of the setting so so all right, so now that of course leads to the more important question is how much gonzo snuck in Do do what? I didn't hear that. How how much how much of you gone how much of your innate gonzo snuck into this? Oh we yeah, a lot. <laughs> we we came up with some with some justifications and some reasons and and, and uh squirreled some of it more away inside. You know, because um Adventure Conquer King of the Iron Empire, uh, you know, uh, the the creator, Alex, he's the kind of guy that would run a spreadsheet for everybody who was killed in a flood just so he could tell all their family relations, right? So he he was he wanted to make sure that the things that I added in didn't disrupt the game, and, and they don't. Like, it's it's all thematic with, uh, like, it makes a lot of sense within. I don't want to give anybody any spoilers. You know, if you're interested, it's only $5. It's available on DriveThruRPG, and there's going to be a print-on-demand version soon, too. Wait, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I'm I'm actually looking at the page and I'm looking at the description here, and um, 
there's a there's a lot of uh, uh, dramatic hooks going on in the background there, which I like because you, you never know how much of this stuff is actually le- legitimate hook or just uh, what's been told over the millennia, and and this is how we're looking at the past. But it looks like you got a lot. You got a, a lot going here. I'm not- yeah. If 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 your uh, listeners don't know and you haven't been following the latest developments in the R and Empire. Um, that there's there, each of the modules is is really introducing fundamental things. This is this is a module for character level six to eight, and we spent the longest amount of time talking about just like what what a what a high level party looks like in Axe and 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 what to expect from that. And at that level, you have to have challenges that are a little more um, threatening. And so all of it, you know, moves forward. Those, uh, things that are like the little, little teasers in the Axe right. rulebook. all the, all the recent releases, each, each have a huge chunk of those secrets and, and that stuff in it, uh, expanding the, the world and, and, and getting the characters to have more influence and control and power is the, the, the things change inside the world. It's, it's exciting stuff. So how many adventures are planned in it? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that this this is your piece. There are other authors. Yes, there there are. Um, you know, uh, the, the, I think the great answer is, is when they all sell really well, we get more of them. So it's really <laughs> <laughs> like well, if you want sequels, buy buy the things that are out now, and it'll be it'll make perfect sense to get more. Well, again, I mean, the fact that you you hit copper on this and. And like and very like, quickly, it, yeah, it was yeah, exciting. And like it's like it's like nine days, I think, if my math is right. Looking at this, and that is oh yeah, we hit copper last week. Like it was, it was very quick. But here we are, nine days into it. You're, oh, I think you're probably you're probably getting close to silver on this, and that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean that, uh, and actually four ninety nine for a PDF that's. 55 yeah the, the print on demand coming will will round out those numbers and so uh we know what they look like yeah i'm very thankful is what i am you know and and really uh first of all it, there's way more than five dollars of content and value in here um and secondly this is a tool this is a thing that not only can be entertaining for people to read because i've already had people comment on some of the stuff they found in it but you can take it and use it right at the table it it really uh you know like i was concerned because i'd seen Dwayne Mount. And when we were talking about this project, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to really want to, to do some set design, you know, like, uh, make it so that the module is more useful to the person running the game. And so we worked out the, the format we have where, um, you know, most of the text is organized into the different sections so that you can tell at a glance. And then of course my maps, you know, show the DM what they need, uh, to, to run the module without needing to reference right. a bunch of stuff. So I, I really feel that, um, y- you know, uh, it, it, it's moved forward some of the design stuff in that area. And that even if you uh, are just, if, if even if you are just reading it for fun, you're going to find it entertaining, but also it's going to be really easy to sit down and play with it, which is, which is really what I want. I want people to play with the stuff I make. Well, and that's great because, you know, actually I had a discussion with one of my uh, recent firesides and we were just talking about the investment that it takes a GM to sit down, even with a, a pre-written adventure, 
should sit down and run it. And that, uh, you know, the investment on the DM side is always going to be more than the player side because it's just more prep work. But if you're having something that you can sit down with and is easy, you know, it's pre-written, but it's easy. It's easy to run because you've given all the tools to the to the DM. You, you solved a lot of issues right there. Yeah, I, I really was concerned about their ability to access and reference information. So, you know, there's several different sections in the module, and the players have a lot of freedom about how they, you know, uh, interact within and, and through those sections. And then everything is well labeled and visible on the map. And then each section uh, is split into really distinct areas. And I think we've really tried to push the usability. It's definitely where I think uh, a lot of the innovation in the industry is going with things like, uh, um, uh, Sean's mothership, you know, Sean's game. Uh, you see a lot of graphic design being implemented. Like that's a big portion of BX Essentials is the organization, right? Oh, it's definitely, it, it's presenting it in a way. It's swords and wizardry. Yeah. Well, it, it presents it in a way that's easier to digest. You take uh, uh, a game that, or a rule system that for the time was certainly uh, game changing, but, we now have 30 plus years of experience in how to better present these rules. Same yeah. rules. Yeah. Put a light source on the map. Like yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what, what I'm, you know, like we're really talking about doing is just making things more useful. Like look at it and say, how can we make this a better product? So uh, if you're looking for, you know, like how I, I visualize doing that, you should check out Irie of the Dread Eye. I think, I think I'm going to have to pick up a copy of this. I look, well, I hope I, so. I, Oh, I, I, I own everything else that, that Autark has put out. I mean, uh, I'm actually kind of waiting for the print version because I do like my digital. Yeah, me too, obviously. Like, I want to put it on my shelf so I can show it to people that come into my apartment. Like, look at this. Look, look what I, look what I, I there are, there aren't so many, there's, there's a few perks or whatever, but like, it's, it's a hard job, uh, being an independent creator. And that's one of the perks is you're like, look at this paper thing somebody put my name on. Yep, go, go to a convention and say, hey, if you want, I'll, I'll even sign it for you. Yeah, it's it true. Nothing. It, it's a beautiful thing, man. I, I enjoy doing that. Now, all right, so uh, I think I know you well enough to know that you must have something else coming, at least from yourself, not somebody else, because you are recurring. <laughs> you have too much fucking energy, dude, yeah. to, to uh, not have something else almost, almost on a doorstep. You're not, you're not wrong. Um, I'm in the 72 hour approval window for my latest book up on Amazon, uh, and drive through RPG and Lulu. It's going to be called level up. So that that's not available now, but it will be available, um, by Friday, maybe Monday at the latest, depending. And then print version will be coming soon. It's a, it's a gaming book of lists. I, I, it's very much targeted for not you or me, but you know, we have nephews and cousins and yeah. wives. And so I, I, when I was a kid, the things that entertained me were, you know, like it would answer a lot of my questions, book of lists or book of whatever, you know, like the, the scientific book of reptiles or something. And you flip through it and you'd get like a lot of information. I feel like when I talk to a lot of people, there's this, um, you know, like a lot of gamers, they're, they're hesitant. They have anxiety about what they don't know about D and D. And so I kind of wanted to create like a fun book that has both a lot of clever ideas, like what's in a dungeon cell or what are the different types of magical currency, you know? Um, but also, uh, a lot of 
you know, information in the list. Like what are the top 10 flail, flail snails classes? And then explaining about, you know, like what flail snails is, and the idea that you can take a character from table to table. Um, kind of kind of opening up people's eyes when the only thing they've seen is maybe Critical Role or played, you know, 5e or whatever. So um, trying to get a broad platform for that, putting it on uh, Amazon, uh, which is not normally where I sell stuff. So hopefully we'll get some traction there and it'll be available um, through the normal channels, drive through RPG and Lulu, uh, definitely within a couple of days, the PDF and then the print in a couple of weeks, whenever we get it approved from all those different places. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you that you're going to have to like ping me and let me know when this releases. So I, I mean, I'm not quiet about, about my releases. I, I, I tend uh, to... dude, dude, I never said you were quiet, but I don't, I, I don't always like catch all the, uh, the, uh, the various postings going on in the OSR because there's many of them. Oh, it's it's crazy. Like, it's a deluge. Like, I, I I keep some tabs on, like, news sources or whatever, but just the amount of content coming out, trying to just, just stay tapped into it. I think a large part of the service I provide is I'm just telling people who don't have time about what's going on, right? Like, on my blog and stuff, because it's just, it's it's seriously, it's for me, it's heaven. It's like I get to read Dragon Magazine every day. But I, I some people are, like, down on it. And I'm like, no, this is this is the world I wanted when I was a kid, right? Oh God, yeah! If I could have, you know, I used to buy every magazine I could find back then, whether it was Dragon, Space Gamer, Fantasy Gamer, uh, Different Worlds, all this. This was your internet back then. This was your your new ideas. This was your house rules. This was your additional yeah. classes. And now we have that via the internet. The problem is, you know, sometimes it's just so much stuff going through my social media feed that I don't. Oh, I don't it's 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 on it's on like you just you you. It's no longer anything you can see all of. It's very much like something you have to dip your toe in and catch a thing. And that's why network effects and, and talking about things that you know are important or good or that are going on are so important because they bring it to the to the surface. I wanted to say that we didn't talk about that before. You just kind of picked me on the spot and asked me what I had coming out. And it just so happens um, that I that I did have that uh, coming oh, out. I, so. I, I knew you had something coming out beyond it. I, Courtney... I might not know everything going on on the OSR, but I <laughs> do know the creators, and you're one that never stops. You've, and personally, once you get going, you're someone that you're 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 in your groove. And I was like, there's no there's no way. This I didn't think it'd be that close to release. I didn't think it'd be a few days out. But I certainly knew you had something going on there. Yeah, it's fully illustrated, by the way. Um, I, I think it's a, it's about 60 pages, and every page has an illustration on it. There's also a full-page illustration uh, showing all the different versions of D&D and listing some of the most popular clones. Like, it, I think it, it's very, very useful for anybody. You know, if you know somebody who likes D&D or they're curious about it, it's definitely targeted right there. And, you know, it's a fun book uh, for people who already play a lot because it's definitely on the lighter side something more entertaining to read um i definitely tried for a more uh humorous like you know my model was uh, shell silverstein's where the sidewalk ends like i wanted to have funny illustrations and cool articles and stuff so it should be should be very good thank you for asking about it man again i i would be remiss in 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 what i do if i did not throw that question out i would have been like it's like how did you not like ask the ground bull? Why, why didn't you ask Courtney what else is in in the mix? I mean, I I could really I could really dig now and say so after this coming weekend, what is next after that? Court? 
it's funny that you say that because we're working on getting Mega Dungeon 4 out the door. We've got uh, one of the maps done and we're finishing up a second one and we've got five or six more. And then we'll be laying that out and we hope to have that out in the start of April. But you know how that goes. It won't be that early. It'll be the No, I, is the I, late. I But we'll we'll struggle. We'll try and get there. See? I I do I do know my people though, right? I, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know like I did this I did the blog uh and all the work and a lot of this stuff for for years while I had a full-time job. And now that I'm no longer having to go somewhere else, it's just like you know, I think the hardest, if you just get up and you come sit down and get to work, then it all just kind of flows from there. Uh, the problem is, is that if you, if you have any delays in getting to the desk to, <laughs> to get the work done due to life, that's where the difficulties get in. But, you know, like if, if, uh, if, if I'm here, man, I'll work 15 hours. It's not like work. It's what I, what I'd be doing. And, and that's something that it's a beautiful thing about this, this, this whole I don't want to call it a hobby because that, that, that does it a disservice, but it, it community, this community, this community that, we're, that we are a part of when you can invest the time in it that you want to. Um, like for me, I don't have to worry as much about the monetary uh, give back that I get from it because again, I'm retired to have a pension, but to be, to be in your position where you can create and uh, publish and have, have, have income coming through and say, "Hey, I, I'm, I, I've become professional. I mean, I'm, I'm not just doing this as as a hobby, as a side gig, but this is this is uh, my profession." Well, so yeah, I have an art degree. I had always intended at some point to to be an artist, to engage in art full time. It's just that dungeons are in my my pattern, my soul, wherever it is, like uh, that calls to me, right? Like I'm in the right place for that. And it, it's, there's, there's a, you know, look at the critical role Kickstarter. There's 7 million. Now. You watch it. It's like a, it's like a ticker. It's just going up. Uh, I, you know what? I, 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 ref, I, re, I refuse to look at it and, and see where it's at because. <laughs> well, I mean, but what, that, that means that there's 20 million people out there that are gamers, right? Like there's, no, you're, you're not. True. That is true. You're not speaking to a small audience anymore. Like, you know, what was the, when Dragon Magazine was capping out circulation, it was 100,000, 112,000. Like, you know, I've got posts that have many, that many hits. Like, like there's a lot more people playing D&D now than, you know, like than were in the past. And so like anything, there's a demand for it. And, and I think, communities coming up about whatever they're into and i think they're everywhere i saw somebody talking on reddit about how their community drama was they were rock polishing um is was their was their hobby and some girl found a new way to polish rocks and she wouldn't share the secret information like the fact that there's now you know uh an interactive fiction community and a dnt community and a cosplay community i think that's good stuff i think that's definitely the way of the future is us us being in those kind of communities i'm just thinking about the rock polishing because the only rock polishing method i knew was always the uh, noisy ass tumbler with uh oh yeah the one they use the dice for yeah it's, like, it's just like but i mean all yeah. communities have their drama was the point no, I mean, it's just it's I, good I that know. they're they're out there now and we can get you know like uh, 70 years ago if you had a hobby you'd get in touch with somebody by mail right like now it's right. just there's whole communities around it 
And it's funny because you look back to early D&D and there was drama. There was drama in the, in, in the mid and late 70s, obviously with Arnson and, and Gygax and later on with like Gygax and Lorraine. But we were never... It comes along with it. being people, I think, right? Yeah, like, but, but it, we were never privy to it because we didn't have the internet, which breaks down all these barriers and gives you real-time drama, effectively. I mean, you know, you know, before... You had to wait to like maybe maybe Dragon Magazine would give you a hint at some behind the scenes drama if you read into it. Now you go on the internet and you can uh, watch, uh, you know, like Frank Metzler trolling a whole community about making yeah, killed yeah. about the DNC. He got me on that one. Well, well I mean, like it's crazier than you think. Like you, there there was a there was a forum exchange between uh, Monty Cook and Tracy Hickman where they were fighting about narrative and like like th- this stuff is not new. Like if you go back and you read, you'll be like, oh, I know all these people. We've been doing this for decades because we have. You know, like I said, I had I, I don't know if I mentioned it last time I was in the show here, but I've got posts still up on Rec Games FRP advocacy from Usenet, right? Like we've I've been talking about games wow. for a long time. You know, like that's that's what it is it's it's uh it's always people and it's always drama but that's not that doesn't matter you know i i'm just i'm glad to be working and i think that there's you know it's fun to go and drive through rpg because there's so much cool stuff and i don't want less of it i just want the stuff that people are making to be better which is why i talk about set design and you know what i'm hoping to to show people if they're curious um how that looks uh you know five dollars is not much they could own a copy probably before they finish this podcast. That is true, and it probably costs less than a trip to Starbucks. I know, I know. It's Irie of the Dread Eye and Drive Through RPG. It's even on the top sellers under five dollars list. It's right there on the front page. I didn't even realize that's the whole thing too with this RPG Now drive through and RPG Now is wrapping up. Yeah, it's done. I think. Yeah. I think uh, it, might, it, it might be done already. I haven't even checked. It's harder but to I, get up on the big page. Um, that, that's a logistical thing. Like it's difficult to get more exposure on drive through RPG. Uh, so I'm happy. I'm very thrilled that it sold. It sold well. Um, and and I hope it continues to sell well, guys. I, I certainly would, uh, would appreciate it if you guys picked up a copy. Yeah. See, folks, this is this is what you this is how, that's how you support your community, and uh, uh, hopefully, Courtney, there are more uh, releases in the future, whether it's from Watchark or others. Because yeah, I I have I I have I am working on a project um, that I've received in advance for, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about it now. And then Mega Dungeon is is moving forward. We got we got a show four coming out the door, and then there's stuff next week, and then the print versions of all this stuff. It's an exciting time. Yeah. So, so in other words, again, just just to prove a point, not only did I know you had at least one project in the works, but you probably you have three. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? There's there's just yeah, there, there are three active things. I have I have yeah. a notebook, and then another the Newman Hollow book, and then I'm doing all this stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, you see, folks. So if if you want to know somebody who's going to be extremely prolific this year. Getting the work published, I, I I would point at Courtney with like two fingers right now, and, and say this man, this man. Yeah, you know, living indoors is a is a tremendous motivator. Uh, I am quite sure it is, and uh, <laughs> have again having spent time, uh, literally uh, hours at a time at, at points looking over your blog for inspiration. I, I binge it. Like I, yours, yours isn't where I go. 
on, on a daily or weekly basis. But when I do hit it, like uh, on a seasonal basis, I'm, I'm there for hours because it's usually, you know, a, l- a little bit of a rabbit hole as I start going, oh, wait, now this works with, oh, that's cool. And the best oh, thing shit. I ever did was put that little widget at the end that was like, go check out these other posts because it yeah. lets you just fall into a rabbit hole of that. And, and you know, yeah. there's an index there. You don't have to go in blind. You can find what you're looking for. Uh, folks, don't trust me. Don't bother with the index. Go in blind. It's more fun. And and, and you experience uh, Courtney's blog, Hack and Slash, the way it's meant to be, uh, which is pretty much like a, a hex crawl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the internet itself is sort of like a mega dungeon, right? I, I, I'm very thankful, you know, like, um, you, you don't know whether if, like, I can't, I don't have enough experience um, to speak of whether it's just hard work that gets you there or there's some element of luck. Um, but I, I did, I do put a lot of hard work into the block and I'm so thankful, you know, the, the, it's not only about, um, making a lifestyle for me it's it's when i get an email from somebody who's clearly gone through that loop and it's 3 a.m and they just want to tell me that i've changed the way they've thought about something and they're excited about gaming that's what it's about i just thought about the way when i read blogs like the alexandrian or grognardia how they made me feel i wanted to make other people feel that way well i think you're succeeding man i'm very i'm very happy to see that well i appreciate that all right. Well, I think at this point, uh, we shall wrap up today's episode. I am going to include links to Courtney's blog, Courtney's latest release, and the show notes here. There will be an affiliate link. So, yes, if you if you happen to uh, to buy Courtney's latest, she'll be putting 25 cents in the, co- the coppers, uh, the tavern's coffers. Jesus. Um, but, again, Courtney, thank you, man. This is always fun. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on and so quick. Uh, I I really appreciate it. You know, like it's touch and go, this kind of lifestyle. So I really appreciate all the support I'm getting from everywhere in the community. And thanks, man. Hey, everybody, you know, check out my work. I'm on a quest. The quest is living indoors. And you can help by checking out Irie of the Dread Eye, $4.99. I mean, it's so little, you won't even notice. And then you'll have this awesome thing and you'll be talking about it for years. Yeah, and if you buy a Starbucks coffee, I mean, how, how long before that's going through your system and you're already on a toilet? Like this about six hours. Out, yeah, yeah. This, this you actually have something that you can use. And so forget your uh, Grande, whatever they fucking call it. I, see, I, see, I the said, that's where I, that's where I fail because I don't drink Starbucks. I'm Grind like, your own beans, make yeah, your own okay. coffee, and I take the money you I, save. I would probably grind my own coffee before going and getting coffee at Starbucks. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I, I am. I can, and that's what I do. It's just, it's I fresh. Can yeah. I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who used to you know, brew my own beer for a while. And it's just, there's something special about that. So yeah. Well, it's just, you know, Hey, we're, we're, we're folks in the gaming industry. We like creating stuff. So we understand that too. Yeah, that's what that's what the origin of it was, you know, like reading the player's handbook and then making up lists of new races and what their level limits were and, you know, drawing pictures of the Gauntlet video game. I mean, you know, that's what I was doing as a kid. I was doing fantasy stuff. So it was good times. There you go. Again, thank you, Courtney, for joining me. And thank thanks to everybody in our little live audience here. It's always fun to have you. all. Uh, As usual, stay safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice, and I will talk with you all tomorrow.